terror and pray the Lord will provide for those who've been displaced by violent attacks. And Iran may be one of the world's toughest places to follow Christ, but it also has tremendous gospel growth opportunities. Transform Iran is committed to developing leaders that'll change Iran and the surrounding region. The ministry uses one-on-one -on -one counseling and mentoring, intensive life training seminars, and media resources to support and equip leaders as they grow in Christ. And your help makes it all possible. We'll connect you at missionnews.org. Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. I'm Ruth Kramer. Like a ship without a rudder. That's how you may feel if you haven't found your purpose in life. The truth is, you're not alone. You feel alienated. You feel you don't belong. Or emptiness, lack of commitment, searching for purpose and meaning in your life. What is life all about? Why are you here? If you've been struggling with questions like these, Billy Graham has good news. The Bible says God created you for a purpose, and He loves you. You are important to God. And if you forget everything else that is said, remember two things. You are important to God, and God loves you. If you'd like to pray with someone about this right now, call us, 877-917-PRAY. We're here all day, every day. Call us, 877-917-PRAY. From the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville. WAYL, St. Augustine. WATY, Folkston, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com. You know, you see a huge group of people and maybe they're in line to do something and they seem happy about it. You have to wonder, okay, what am I missing? What's going on here? What are these people excited about? Well, in this case, it's thousands of people and they're joining MediShare. Why? Well, MediShare is a much more affordable alternative to health insurance. It's reliable too. It's a well-run community of Christians. They've been sharing each other's medical expenses for more than 30 years. So it's proven. And if you switch you'll likely save hundreds of dollars a month. Most members wind up paying about half what they used to. And you know what? They find they like it better. MediShare's member satisfaction rate is 98%. That's way better than health insurance, as you might imagine. You don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. You get telehealth 24-7. Huge freedom in choosing your doctors. At least check into it. This may be one of those things where you're like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Why not start saving now? Call 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. All engines running. Commit liftoff. Hey folks, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are a regular listener to this broadcast, I know this is an unexpected voice on a Thursday afternoon. Usually Doug McCary is in studio doing the interviews and I get an afternoon with my bride. But uh, Doug is actually over in Tallahassee today doing some... Uh, firearms training i believe and so uh i get the the great privilege of being in studio but through the advances of technology my guests today are coming in from southern california i believe jeff you'll have to correct me if i'm wrong if you're there buddy southern california and i think philadelphia is that correct 
Yes, that's correct. Jeff, are you there? Greetings from Anaheim. Okay, good. Yeah, we can hear you. Hear you guys. Great. Hey, how about technology? I mean, you know, as much as we complain about it, this is a blessing today, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listen. Thanks for having us on. No, my privilege, my pleasure, and uh, I know our guest. I mean, our uh, our audience, our listeners today are going to be in for a treat today. We've got uh, Julie Lowe on on uh, as our guest today, again, calling in from Philadelphia. Julie is a licensed professional counselor and a registered play therapist supervisor. She holds a Master's of Arts in Counseling from Biblical Theology Seminary, Theological Seminary. Julie has extensive training and experience with marriage, women's issues, sexual abuse, body image issues, parenting, and child maltreatment issues she is a trained in leading mandated reporter trainings and provides numerous trainings and consultations on child sexual abuse she has published a number of books including child proof building bridges and safeguards and we're going to be talking about the safeguards tour is that right jeff and julie yeah yeah it is well, Julie, good to have you with us. I feel like I know you already, um, but we haven't had the opportunity to meet in person. Uh, some of our, our listeners may be familiar with Jeff, and uh, he's been in studio a number of times with me, and he's uh, he's not only a good friend, but he's a co-laborer in the gospel, as we have founded the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber together. And uh, so I'm kind of excited to, uh, to engage Julie with some questions as we talk about not only the safeguards tour by the way julie i had the unique blessing this morning i have a standing thursday morning meeting with a good friend of mine that i've been meeting with for over 20 years and jeff had forwarded forwarded me a podcast i, I don't know if you did the this versus that yesterday or day before i'm not sure when it was recorded but mm-hmm. uh, the interview you did on this versus that. And uh, I got to tell you, Julie, um, in fact, I told Jeff this over lunch while I was sitting at lunch today that I listened to that and I had the had the uh, opportunity to put into practice some things that you challenged me on in that podcast. And I immediately, mm-hmm. a- immediately after hearing that podcast, I reached out to my five kids who are all adults, all married, all walking with the Lord to just say, hey, I know I've said this before, but I hope you guys will forgive me for being a- a- an authoritarian <laughs> father at times. Uh, what a great mm-hmm. podcast. And thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you. It's kind of you. Well, I, I, I do want to encourage our listeners, if you, um, if you want a good podcast on parenting, and I'm sure you, you're, we're going to talk some about that today, but uh, this versus that. Is that right, Jeff? It, isn't, that, isn't that basically a, this versus that podcast? Yeah, that's right. You can find it on Apple, Apple Podcasts or, or uh, uh, any, any place where you can find your local podcast, but it's through the ministry of Anchored Hope, which is doing biblical counseling um, led by our good friend, Rebecca Hanna. So mm-hmm. yeah, be sure mm-hmm. to check it out. Well, I highly recommend it for anybody who's a parent or a grandparent like me. And uh, Julie, my, my message to my kids was, um, you know, I, 
like to your point is I don't want to be a perfect parent, but I do want to be a humble parent. And uh, mm-hmm. humility is often displayed in our ability to go back and say, Hey, forgive me. <laughs> and yeah. so uh, yeah. anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about the safeguards tour. Jeff, I, I know, uh, Julie, I know you're coming to Jacksonville here in a couple of weeks. Actually, is that right? A little over a week, maybe two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. March 2nd. Well, I'm teeing it up, Jeff. Take it, man. Tell, tell us about the safeguards yeah. tour, Julie. Yeah, sounds good. Well, I'll, yes, I'll start it I'll off. Let and I want Julie to share more about uh, her book, Safeguards, which is the basis of this tour. But, uh, you know, I work with Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention, works to help uh, create safe places for kids to hear the gospel and to grow in discipleship. And, uh, of course, we do that through Christian ministries, churches, schools, camp organizations across the country through our standards. Um, I'm actually out here in Southern California with Awana as they're talking about uh, the importance of discipling the next generation. This is a a critical uh, conversation. How do we keep kids safe so that discipleship can take place, which I know is near and dear to your heart, Brad, as well as Doug's and, and Julie as well. And so as we continue to explore this, this conversation, how can Christians protect the next generation, not turning into safetyism? But I stumbled upon Julie's book, Safeguards, uh, which came out, um, I think it was fall of 2022. And I'll let Julie share more, but uh, Julie does just such a fantastic job talking about um, abuse, uh, pornography, technology, suicidal ideation, and a number of different threats that are facing parents today. But rather than panicking and running away, she leans into our Christian worldview. How can we equip parents to trust the Lord with their kids? How can we equip them to have age-appropriate, developmentally appropriate conversations with their kids uh, based on our Christian worldview, laying down a foundation of wisdom and trust? Julie, will you tell us more about safeguards? Yeah, so um, it started because I've, I've gone to a lot of churches after abuse has happened and consulted with ministries about how to handle things and what kind of prevention measures they can take. And one of the things I would find myself saying over and over again is if you really want to prevent abuse, you've got to start in the home. That it starts with parents feeling comfortable with talking to their kids about these hard topics and knowing how to how to talk to them, how to prepare them, and that our goal is to raise really confident, competent, equipped children, not fearful children. And when you raise kids to be discerning and wise, you will you will do just that. You'll teach them to be able to go out into the world and navigate hard things because we've taught them to know God and his ways and how to discern right from wrong and morally ambiguous from wise. Jeff, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, Julie, we a little you delay say there. keeping, yeah, keeping our children safe means we teach them God's ways, how He created us to live. Could you unpack that just a little bit more? Um, it's a, a little teaser of what you're doing in the book. Yeah, yeah. So one of my one of my passages that I, I go to a lot when I'm talking about this is Hebrews five fourteen, where it talks about you know those who are mature, they have these powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Um, And that breaks down that 
the root of teaching our kids to be safe is teaching them God and his ways to distinguish good from evil. Uh, and then parents go on to say, well, how do we do that? It comes from constant practice. We role play. We teach them about the world around them. We teach them to recognize what's right and good, what's right and wrong. There's that constant practice as our kids develop and mature that we're engaging with them. As Deuteronomy 6 says, we're whether we're walking along the way, whether we're rising or sitting, eating dinner, we're, we're talking about these things and engaging our kids in relationship. And then uh, they learn discernment. They discern not just right from wrong, things that are black and white, but we're teaching them the skill of evaluating uh, behavior and choices and words from things that are wise to, to unwise, things that are mature to immature, things that are good to evil, things that are profitable versus what might be permissible. And so as kids get older and we apply things from relationships to friendships to, to dating to drugs to vaping to bullying um, to to constantly be evaluating, is this good and right, is this wise, um, and they're learning that that's wisdom and discernment kids are learning because our kids are being raised in a world that is calling good evil and evil good. They're turning the pie, turning things upside down. And so all the more we've got to be constantly engaged with our young people, teaching them what it means to really walk with the Lord and to not be afraid, uh, but to be discerning individuals. So I could say a ton more, but I'll, I'll let you uh, jump in there and ask questions that are helpful. Yeah, super helpful, Julie. Uh, for our audience, be sure to check out Julie's uh, website, Julie Lowe, it's L-O-W-E dot O-R-G, Julie Lowe dot org, uh, for more information on her speaking tour and books that she's uh, written. Um, it includes links to the Safeguards Tour. Of course, we're going to be in Jacksonville um, on Saturday, March 2nd at 11 a.m. at the Schultz Center. ECAP's hosting this event. Julie's coming to town. Uh, it's a free event for parents, for caregivers, for ministry leaders that want the tools and wisdom that Julie's talking about. How do we protect the next generation? How do we equip parents with these important conversations? Brad? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Julie, you know, when I think about I was telling my kids as I sent this text out this morning. In fact, I sent a copy of this, uh, your recent podcast that you did that was out yesterday to Doug. And I said, you know, where was this stuff 30 years ago? And yet 30 years ago, the things we were wrestling with and raising our kids is completely different than what it is today. And uh, I think, you know, when I think of parents, and of course I've got five of, four of my five kids are are multiplying. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think about their kids and uh, the, I'm glad you mentioned Deuteronomy 6. That so oftentimes I think, um, much of the church today has grown up in what I would call the youth movement, uh, where they've taken their children and they've handed them off to be discipled. And yet, you know, it took me a while, but at some point in my walk with Christ, I, I became aware that I, I was not fulfilling the role that God had given me to disciple my own kids. But when you, you mention this to some people, the idea of discipling their kids seems overwhelming. Hey, I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not a seminary grad. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a Sunday school teacher. But we're going to take a break in just a minute. But when we come back from the break, I'd love for you to, I mean, you mentioned several things I was 
thinking, God, I wish I was writing this down, but all the various uh, things that the enemy is using to get to our kids. And uh, you're dealing with a lot of things that some of us haven't even thought of. And uh, you mentioned things like sexting or vaping or, you know, social media. And I know you're going to you're going to kind of unpack that at the uh, at the safeguards tour. But maybe when we come back, if you if you don't mind, if you could highlight maybe four or five of the top things that you're dealing with as a counselor when you're when you're meeting with family, uh, just just how that works. Um, what are the big struggles? And uh, as a as a person who was trained in biblical counseling myself, boy, it's it's easy to just kind of sweep those things under the rug, give them a formula, and we know formulas uh, aren't typically very effective. So uh, when we come back from the break, I'm going to have Julie kind of unpack some of that. Glad you tuned in today, uh, SWAT Ready. If you have any questions or comments, you can you can actually call us this afternoon at eight four four. 777-7928. You can also email me any questions you might have at brad at swatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in St. Mary's at 91.3. I've been held by Savior. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes in studio today uh, while Doug is out in Tallahassee for the next couple of days. I will have my good friend David Gray in studio with me tomorrow as we uh, kind of work through the passage that we've been working through at SWAT, Mark chapter 3. But for today, I've got a I've got two special guests, um, Julie Lowe and Jeff Dalrymple. Julie is... Uh, uh, written a book called Safeguards, and she is going to be on a Safeguards for Kids tour coming to Jacksonville March 2nd from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Jeff, remind us where that's going to be. Hey there, the Schultz Center, right in the middle of Jacksonville, the Schultz Center, uh, not too far from San Marco. And uh, you can go online and RSVP and get more information at safeguardsforkids.org. It's safeguards, the number four. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, hey, real quick before uh, we jump back in, because I kind of teed up something, Julie, for you, but I do want to mention to some of our listeners, uh, we have a Iron Sharpens Iron conference coming up this weekend. Uh, there are uh, it's Saturday, February 24th uh, here in Jacksonville, Mandarin Presbyterian Church. It's the West Campus. And uh, you can go to ironsharpensiron.net, get signed up, come join us. Doug and I both have speak for Iron Sharpens Iron conferences, and uh, these are great one-day events to bring uh, men to. And so I just want to throw that out there. Again, ironsharpensiron.net if you want to get further, more, further information. Julie? Thanks again for joining us. And, uh, you know, before we went on the break, I kind of teed up a few things that I think uh, you, you've you mentioned that for those of us who raised kids a while back, maybe we didn't have to deal with. But uh, curious, what, what are some of the top things you're, you're dealing with as a counselor when it comes to raising children? Yeah, there are many, probably one that people resonate with most are the issues of anxiety and technology. Um, I think the technology issue really, maybe it's the, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, is the foundation of a lot of probably bigger problems like pornography or sexting or abuse or grooming behaviors that with the entrance of technology, it makes things like cyberbullying and um, pornography issues and abuse issues uh, much more significant because their pervasiveness and the way in which they uh, they groom kids or draw them in is much bigger. So technology kind of crosses the lines of all those major issues because it makes uh, things more accessible and convenient in, in both positive and negative ways. Yeah, it's interesting. When I That's kind of the first thing I thought. What 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 would be the greatest challenge for me today? Because it's the it's probably one of the greatest challenges even for adults is these devices that we have in our hands, and yet how how often or what's accessible through this? What's what's coming in and what's going out? And uh, so so obviously technology. Um, what about social media? Obviously, technology and social media kind of go hand in hand. Uh, yeah. You know, when I think of yeah. as, as a dad, you know, how, how do I advocate for safeguards in the home? You know, when I when I think about if I'm raising kids in this generation, um, I mean, I think two or three of my kids probably didn't have technology or cell phone until well into their high school years. But today, you see kids now have devices at five and six years old. Is is that what you're seeing too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our kids are we're accepting it as normal. So I, you know, take the example of giving uh, giving keys to kids to your car. Uh, people more and more, it's, it's like if we look around and say, "Well, would you give your twelve year old the keys to your car?" Why not? People would argue, well, they're not mature enough, they're not skilled enough, they don't have the, the life experience to know how to navigate it. So even if they could reach the pedals, even if they could navigate the car, do they have the maturity and the judgment and the ability to handle it? 
but yet we're giving kids devices that open a world of potential harm to them, things that they're not at all equipped to navigate. And many parents think, well, my child's mature, I trust them, but it's not even about their own maturity. It's also about the, the things that are out there pursuing our young people that are navigating. We're expecting our children to have the wisdom, more discernment, the maturity to know those things are out there and to be able to detect those things in ways that they just haven't been exposed to. Um, so it takes an ability for parents to both steward their kids, disciple them, invest in those kind of things, um, and that takes a lot of time and relationship, and that is fundamentally problematic in our, our fast food culture, where we don't just live a fast food lifestyle, we also relate to each other that way, meaning we don't take time to slow down and offer real nourishment. Um, what we do is fast food offers sustenance, but not necessarily nourishment. And we're seeing that in our conversations, we're seeing that in our relationships, we're seeing that in our family lifestyle, that it has sustenance. We keep things going, we communicate enough to get through the day, but is there any real nourishing relationships happening where our kids are proactively being taught and discipled and engaged with on, on anything, yet alone these hard topics? Mm. You know, one of the things... Julie. Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Well, just on this note, I mean, Brad, at the top of the, the program, you were talking about the amazing ability of technology, and what Julie's talking about is some of the very dangers that come with uh, what can be great tools used for good can also be um, tools used for for great evil. And so, Julie, you're talking not just about um, content coming into our young people, but also grooming and other forms of manipulation that are trying to get their attention through these devices, whether it's a computer, a tablet, a phone, or whatnot. And so it sounds like what you're describing is, is not merely the need for some sort of filter um, on your technology. Um, you're also talking about putting you know, safeguards or boundaries, if you will, around that technology, building the relationship, and also teaching the wisdom discernment principles to our children, and then slowly releasing more and more responsibility to that child based on how they've um, demonstrated responsibility in other ways. Is that right? Yeah, it's a stewardship issue. You're teaching our kids to steward things, and it's investing in them. And it's, it's that skill of discernment that when they get online, they're able to navigate things in ways uh, that are beyond their maturity because we've taught them and we've trained them to do so. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the word stewardship. That's kind of what comes to my mind when I think of, you know, we're, we're stewarding the gospel. We're, you know, and, and you're right, in a fast food culture, you know, we want everything now. I find myself, even when I get online at my house, if the, if the, uh, you know, if my, uh, if my devices, if I'm not getting it downloaded fast enough, I'm frustrated. <laughs> and, and yet yeah. d- discipling, uh, children you know i'm now at that phase where i'm looking back and i'm going man that went fast but when you're in it Mm. it it seems overwhelming at times but it's how do you encourage what would you say to the family or to the father or mother who's in the throes of raising children the 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 day-to-day grind of you know uh, what what children do they're they're often uh you know disobedient rebellious rambunctious all those things 
in the midst of all these other things that are going on, you know, how could, how, how, what would you say to encourage them in this process? Because I often say, look, it's going to end really quick. It's going to go by really quick. And so I think this idea of stewardship, this idea of being proactive versus reactive. Yeah. Yeah, I say that often in my writings. It's far better to be proactive as parents, proactively shape the way children see life or think about a subject than to reactively go back and debunk it. But if we live in such a way that we just try to get through the day and um, keep things going, we never have these hard conversations that we're talking about today. We can't talk about bullying and abuse and um, and sexing these hard things because we're not taking time just to sit down and have meaningful conversation in general. Um, and so one of, the, one of the things I often say is, you know what, I've got to be willing to bring up the hard topics to my kids, not wait for them to bring them up. That you and I have to model as adults that no topics off limits, that it's safe to talk about hard things, that we're comfortable talking about the hard things, and that we have something to say about it and that God's Word has something to say about it. So it's far, it's far better to proactively shape how children are thinking about technology, that they know that we understand pornography is out there, that there's all kinds of evils out there in the world, and we're willing to bring them up because we don't have to live in fear. We live with wisdom and discernment, and we trust at the end of the day that God uh, directs our steps and that God is with us and that he's ultimately our safety. Um, and so a lot of parents are afraid to do that because they're afraid that uh, if they bring it up, then they'll, their kids will be afraid. And my argument is, no, your kids won't be afraid. They'll be equipped. They'll be confident because we're not going to talk about it in ways that make them afraid. We're going to talk about it in ways that equip them to know how to face the dangers that exist. So what you're saying is it's, you- uh, it, it's a little hard to talk about uh, bullying if you're already being bullied or it's it's harder to talk about pornography if you're already exposed to it you're bringing these things yeah. up in advance correct right well and it's either if you and i as parents don't somebody will and we won't like what they have to say about it it'll be the world it'll be somebody exposing them to pornography and so we've got to be the ones to bring it up and to say hey you know people might send you bad pictures there's things out there that uh, you might be curious about that they're harmful, and here's why they're harmful. And our kids are learning, hey, my parents warned me about this, or they're learning to, to recognize things as they're happening, where kids that aren't equipped are more prey. Um, they're more likely to fall prey to, to dangerous things because nobody's helped them. That's, that's a great word. I often say, often say to guys I'm discipling, you're going to renew your mind somewhere today. The question is where. So, hey, real quick, we're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. Julie, thanks for hanging in there. Jeff, thanks for hanging in. Um, if you want to give us a call, 844-777-7928 is the number. Maybe you have a question for Julie. Uh, we would love to take that call. You can also email us your questions at brad at swatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break.
SRN News. I'm John Scott. The Job Creators Network, a pro-small business group, erects a billboard in the heart of Times Square that puts on full display for the tens of thousands of pedestrians in the world how President Biden's administration has allowed the southern border to descend into a crisis that's plaguing the entire United States. Showing video of NYPD officers being recently beaten by a group of illegal migrants outside a taxpayer-funded shelter, the billboard reads, quote, Hey Joe, if cops aren't safe because of your open borders, nobody is. In a written statement, Alfredo Ortiz, the group's CEO, notes that the chaos at the border is affecting the entire country including small businesses that face elevated costs due to crime. Edwin Morda, Washington. Also at SRNews.com, the Labor Department reports our applications rather for unemployment benefits fell again for the week ending February the 17th. Correspondent Jennifer King has more. With 201,000 Americans signing up, that's 12,000 less than the week before and the lowest level since January 20th. About 1,860,000 Americans are collecting jobless benefits and unemployment remains at roughly 3.7%. Layoffs remain at low levels, although there has been an uptick in job cuts at high-profile companies, including Google Parent Alphabet, the Los Angeles Times, Cisco Systems, UPS Macy's, and Levi's. U.S. employers delivered a stunning burst of hiring in January, adding 353,000 jobs, twice as many as economists had expected. I'm Jennifer King. A private lunar lander is circling the moon while aiming for a touchdown near the South Pole. A moon landing expected sometime today. Stock sharply higher. The Dow is up nearly 400 points. This is SRN News. The Salvation Army. The Salvation Army today. While Victoria, B.C. is on average the warmest city in Canada, these past week's temperatures have not lived up to that title. The city has experienced record-breaking low temperatures, and as a result, there's a concern for people experiencing homelessness who are not accustomed to dealing with this type of extreme cold. During days of extreme weather, the city of Victoria triggers the emergency weather response, which allows the Salvation Army to temporarily expand the capacity of its emergency shelter in the Addictions and Rehabilitation Center becoming an extreme weather shelter. The extreme weather shelter is open from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Clients who access the shelter are registered and offered a hot meal and a place to have a good night's sleep. The high demand brings logistical challenges for the staff at the shelter. Thankfully, they've been able to deal with it so far. However, it's a reminder that they could use whatever support from the community they can get. Congestion on Butler Boulevard East and westbound from Phillips Highway past Bonneville Road, Belford, Southside Boulevard, 295, and on out to A1A. Phillips Highway is also pretty busy in both directions from Emerson to Greenland Road. It'll be mostly clear tonight, alone near 50, showers Friday, a bit windy in 74. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing back. You stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken. 
Hey folks, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad in studio. Doug is out for the day. He's out tomorrow too. Join me and I'll have David Gray in studio with me as we uh, discuss Mark chapter 3 tomorrow. But for today, I've got Julie Lowe in, not in studio. Julie is up in Philadelphia. I've got Jeff on the line too. He's out in Anaheim, California. And uh, guys, thank you for joining me. Julie is the author of Safeguards and... uh, uh, Julie's going to be in Jacksonville on uh, March 2nd for the Safeguards for Kids Tour. And, um, Julie, I'm looking forward to having you. I mean, I'm going to probably have a dozen more questions for you, as I'm sure many of those who attend the event will have. You know, when I I mentioned that I'm, I'm kind of past the age of raising kids, but I want to be a voice of wisdom to that next generation. And when you think about all the various things that uh, you're having to navigate as a parent, boy, that can be very intimidating. And uh, I don't want to, I don't want to discount obviously the power of the word of God and the spirit of God, but also the people of God. And and I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Jeff. Uh, you think about as iron sharpens iron, how, how important it is that we have wise counsel around us to discuss these kinds of issues. And certainly for you, you've probably dealt with them all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is helpful to have wise people and people that can help you think outside the box or give you good suggestions or ideas or to help encourage you in having those conversations. You're right. This, this tour that you're on um, is not just for parents, is it? I mean, grandparents, youth leaders, just about anybody, correct? Yeah. Jeff, do you want to jump in and just share a lot more about what the tour involves? Absolutely. Yeah, so this is really intended for parents, for caregivers, for ministry leaders that want to equip uh, the next generation. You know, we also have folks like our friends at One More Child uh, based in Lakeland. They're coming in to do a mini talk on human trafficking. We have the U.S. Secret Service coming in to do a mini talk on online internet safety. But really, the bulk of this material is drawn from Julie's book, Safeguards. And uh, just kind of scanning here, I've got a copy in my hands, just scanning some of the topics that she covers. Um, there's some interesting uh, topics. You know, we talked about technology. Uh, she's addressing bullying. Um, and what about sleepovers? Maybe we come to that topic. Um, that, in my, in my circle, sleepovers are controversial. Should you do them? Should you not? And then one thing that's interesting is even just child care guidelines. Like if I've got a babysitter, um, what kind of questions and what kind of screening am I doing for someone that could be a babysitter? Um, you know, back to the technology conversation, you know, one of the definitions we have for sexual abuse is not just physical touch, but it's also sexually explicit um, words and also material. So if I'm showing sexually explicit materials to a child, that's considered sexual abuse. And so we want to be able to equip yeah. parents with that information. So I just refer again for more information on our website, you be sure to register now, safeguards4kids.org, safeguards, the number four, dot O-R-G. And then Julie's website is also loaded up with great resources, julielow.org. She's also the author of Child Proof, Parenting by Faith, Not Formula, also Building Bridges, Biblical Counseling Activities for Children and Teens, Helping Your Anxious Child, What to Do When Your Worries Are Big, and also Teens and Suicide. Um, which sadly is far more 
are common than many of us realize, recognizing the signs and sharing the hope. Yeah, <clears throat> Jeff, you mentioned uh, those kind of topics. Um, again, these are things that uh, to some of our listeners, this may they may be in the throes of these kind of discussions. And, uh, you know, the, the, the intimidation of jumping into these kind of uh, conversations with our kids. Uh, Julie, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about my grandkids. Uh, they're young. Uh, the oldest is seven. At what age do you begin to kind of have, I mean, what are the threats, even at an early age, that we are seeing in this culture? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think uh, just even having the conversations at an early age means until a child's old enough to protect themselves, it is our job to protect them. So here's where equipping parents is really important to say, do I, am I thoughtful about what kind of babysitters I, I hire? Am I thoughtful about where do I let my child spend the night? What kind of, even a daycare provider, am I asking the right questions? Uh, do, I, do I know what to look for? Should my child be, uh, be harmed or in danger? So parents being equipped to just know what's out there and, and how to protect their kids and the second thing I'd say is even at a very young age, teaching children appropriate names of their body parts, teaching them uh, who should help them, uh, you know, a doctor or who helps them in the bathroom or when they get a bath, who should help them, who shouldn't. These are terms of privacy and respect for other people's bodies. So we're not uh, over-educating young children on issues of sexuality, but we're teaching them appropriate terms. We're teaching them appropriate um, signs of privacy and respect. And then as they get older, then we're slowly building on that. So nothing feels like kids are being exploited or educated too much at an early age. They're just being taught the right way. And then as parents, you're building on that. And I always tell parents who are uncomfortable talking about these things, well, then find some really good books that you can read to your kids because that facilitates conversations. You don't have to figure it out on your own. Uh, you have books that often have pictures and stories and it facilitates you being asked, asking your kids questions and learning how they think about things. Those are all real fruitful things to do with your kids. Yeah, that's a great point, Julie. I, you know, I think a lot of these topics do seem like um, intimidating or a little scary to kind of talk about. Obviously, the earlier mm -hmm. you start, the better it's going to be, the, the more the relationship uh, develops between, you know, child and parent. But using tools like a book to read through, that, that is a great yeah. way to do it. Uh, so oftentimes, you know, we, we put we're put in positions and we don't really know how to navigate that. Uh, we may know how to navigate it as an adult, but to kind of put yourself in a child's spot and speaking their language, uh, you know, a book is a great is a great idea. Do you have any books uh, personally that you've written that would help in those in those areas that a, a parent could read with their kids? I don't, but there are a lot of, like, if you go to New Growth Press, they are putting out a lot of books like God Made Me, and uh, books are talking about how God made boys and girls different, and how God made our bodies to be respected, and 
So you want definitely a biblical worldview for your kids, and you want it in developmentally appropriate ways that aren't scary, but make kids comfortable talking about it. And it's great because then parents are modeling that conversation as well. And so should something happen to a child, especially a young one, the more likely they are to share it. Um, So we always hope we can protect bad things from happening to our kids. But we also understand that safeguarding our kids means we're also equipping them that should somebody try something harmful, kids are really quick to share that and tell because they're used to having conversations, because they know their mom and dad understand. And that's really uh, an important uh, foundation to build for your children. Well, I appreciate what you, uh, and Jeff, you may have mentioned it. I think I heard it on your podcast that I listened to about, uh, you know, there's not a formula that you do A and B, you get C, and uh, that's just not the case. Uh, I I am often uh, reminded that despite my failures as a father, by God's grace, uh, he's he's uh, we've been able to raise five adult children who love him. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, we've all experienced those families who you know seem to have done it all right, and yet. <clears throat> You know, they have a prodigal on their hands. And so I think we, I, at least as I was raising kids, at least early on, I underestimated what I thought my kids could understand. And, uh, you know, sometimes yeah. these conversations that seemed like over their head weren't as over, over their head as I thought they were. Do, do you see that yeah. in this culture as well? Yeah, that's true. I mean, parents are the only ones that get that. The the schools and um, social media and media in general, they're proselytizing our kids. But our own parents, as parents, we think our kids, some of these conversations or topics are too weighty for them. But what they don't realize is somebody else is educating them when you and I don't. And so it's so important, going back to being proactive and understanding that Um, Our kids need us to be involved. They need us to train them and to teach them and to equip them. And, you know, again, the whole uh, point of safeguards isn't to say, if you do this, your kids will never be abused or your kids will never struggle. We know that we all live in a broken, fallen world. Our kids will face hard things. But we also know that we can equip them going into the hard thing. Um, and they have a more likely that they have a chance of engaging well with it when we equip them. Mm. <clears throat> That's a good word. We're going to take one more break. If you guys can hang on for one more segment, uh, we'll be right back here at SWAT Radio. Julie Lowe and Jeff Dalrymple, uh, we'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. 
SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, serving San Marco at 91.7. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad in studio for Doug as Doug is out in Tallahassee. Doug will be back in on Monday and we will be jumping back into the text for this next week. Actually, we're going to be looking at 2 Timothy just as a break in our Mark study to talk about discernment. Interesting, speaking of discernment, Julie and Jeff, um, you know, with all the things that we're seeing in our culture today in entertainment, uh, I I don't know if you guys watched the Super Bowl, (laughs) but even some of the things Mm -hmm. we're seeing in uh, in mediums like that where you realize, uh, man, we we need to be equipping the body of Christ to be discerning. And uh, it begins, Julie, as you speak about, uh, it begins in the home. And uh, are you, I mean, I think that, as I mentioned, we first kind of got started. um, You know, I I was raising my kids when the youth movement was such a big thing. And we've entertained them. We've we've got all the fancy bells and whistles in the church. But what's missing oftentimes is is just biblical instruction and instruction. Again, I feel like so many people feel like because they're not, you know, a Sunday school teacher, a pastor, a youth pastor, seminary, whatever it is, they're not equipped. And yet, I don't think there's anybody more equipped than a mom and dad to instill these these things in their life in these kids' lives. Yeah, yeah, and so much of it is modeling it, and we do that actively or passively. With people, our kids, young people are watching adults. You can't go into a restaurant without uh, looking around and seeing people on their cell phones, yet we tell our kids they need to spend less time on their cell phones. And so there's a a passive modeling of they're watching how we live our life, and then there's the proactive of actively engaging in conversation and influence and education. Um, And it's so important, as you said, that adults, whether you're a parent or not, that you're willing to be a godly uh, a role model and influence in the life of a young person. Well, I think it's, uh, I think technology, and you've kind of shed some light on this, maybe the biggest thing we have to deal with in our culture today, especially when it comes to raising kids. And, and as adults, you know, I can't tell my kids one thing and do something else. More, what do they say? More is caught than taught sometimes. But, yeah. you know, we, yeah. we can't, they're not going to catch what we don't talk about also. So 
there has to be a there has to be both. We have to teach them and we have to yeah. show them how how to live life. When I think of Jesus, who said, "You know, go go make disciples, teaching them to observe." Uh, we we at least in the West, we tend to be more information driven than transformation driven. Uh, certainly, mm-hmm. we need we need the information, but we certainly better show them how how to do that. How do you? And I want to talk uh, just briefly before I want to maybe give a book or two away. Um, the just for yourself, what what advice would you give a young family? Maybe it's two or three kids. They have devices. Are there some disciplines that you recommend regarding technology? Yeah, a couple of things. I always say to parents, don't go by age, go by maturity and need and say, is my child, does my child have a need for this? Are they mature enough? And am I committed to training them? Am I committed to um, being proactive? So technology, phone, iPad, whatever it is, needs to be uh, kind of an accountability and the stewardship accountability principles of saying, is my is the phone an open phone policy in my home that anything you put out there is public and permanent. You're teaching your kids that it's not a diary. You shouldn't put anything out there over social media that you're not willing to have displayed on a public screen, that you live your life in a way that you're transparent and open. And so parents making their kids accountable, saying that there's an accountability to to having this and stewardship to having it. And then really teaching kids not to have electronics in their room whenever possible uh, because all the research out there shows that kids, they get poor sleep, they spend more time on um, online at night, they get interrupted by people. It even affects their their posture, how much time they're, they're over technology. So there's so many ways in which to say you want to help them steward it, you want to help have accountability, you want to keep most of your technology stored and also charging somewhere in a place where it's not going to be tempting for kids to go on late at night. That's just a couple of ideas of many of, of ways of starting to have those conversations and setting your kids up for success. Julie, I think you're getting really personal here. You're talking about accountability and you're talking about us modeling and being an example. <laughs> wow. That's um, dramatic. Amazing, but you're, you're, Spot on. Yeah, you're spot on. And uh, I think about something my wife and I do. Um, sometimes we'll have youth events at our house, and she'll set a, a basket or something near the front door, and she puts a sign on it, and it says, phone spa, you know, give your phone a break. But I think I just want to put an exclamation mark next to not allowing kids to have electronic devices in their rooms unmonitored. That is so important. I don't want that to slip by a parent. Um, who's who's sharing that that the electronic time, the screen time, whatever it is that you want to call it, has got to have limits and parameters, and it is a privilege, not a right, at least in our home. So uh, this is super super helpful. I know we're uh, running out of time, Brad, and not to take over, but I want to make sure that we give away some of these books because this is the bottom line: is that Julie's resources are tremendously helpful, super practical for parents, caregivers, and ministry leaders. You've got to pick up a copy of the book, Safeguards. It's available from New Growth Press. It's available on Amazon. Um, I'd like to give away 10 copies of that book. 
if you go to the website safeguards the number four dot, uh, excuse me safeguards the number four kids dot org so safeguards four kids dot org and contact ECAP through that website, we'll give away 10 copies of the book Safeguards. And all you need to do is obviously share your mailing address so we can ship that to you. Mention uh, SWAT Radio uh, where you heard this. Uh, so for a free copy of Julie's book, Safeguards, be sure to check out her website, julielow.org. And we hope that you'll come to the free Safeguards for Kids event in Jacksonville, March 2nd at the Schultz Center at 11 a.m. All you need to do is to uh, register online. And that's a free event. Is that what you said? That's right. God, I picked up on that quick. I love the word free. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, there, there's so all the statistics that are out there, the one thing that really stands right up front that I'm looking at on this website is that one in three girls and one in seven boys will be sexually abused before the age of 18. And, and Jeff, I know your heart aches for this julie obviously yours does too you know as as christians as parents uh i want to see these numbers change obviously and uh, these are incredibly uh disturbing and it's at the same time it's not a surprise based on what we promote uh in our culture and uh you know this idea of stewardship i keep coming back to that and that's the reality is that these these children that god has given us they are they're not really ours they're his and we're to steward them uh but in process of stewarding them we're stewarding all the other things that come along with it from the technology and uh just not i love that analogy i'm not going to give my keys to an 11 year old the keys to my car to an 11 year old they're not ready now, you know, I had certain of our kids were ready for certain things while others weren't. And uh, mm-hmm. just the importance of building that relationship, uh, again, in a, in a culture that seems to be so uh, information-driven, we've forgotten the importance of just face-to-face relationship, putting down the phone, putting down the devices, shutting the laptop, having dinner together, having meals together, eating breakfast, having family devotions uh i was a uh, you know i felt like as the once i kind of came around i realized that i had neglected my responsibility to disciple to steward these kids we started doing uh family devotions for breakfast and i was i was so shocked julie to to hear my kids uh you know just have good conversation about the things of god and uh as i mentioned earlier so often i think we underestimate what they can uh, retain and what they can converse about. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, you're exactly right. And those statistics, I think they can change when Christian parents lead in this way. I think when uh, Julie talks about parents being the first line of defense, in order to change those heartbreaking statistics, uh, we've got to lead in this way. Yeah. A- amen to that. <clears throat> Okay, so one more time, uh, March 2nd here in Jacksonville. Uh, Julie's going to be in town. And and this is put on by ECAP, is that correct? Yes, that's right. This is an upstream initiative by ECAP. Okay, so you can go to um, uh, safeguards4kids.org, is that correct? That's right, or ECAP. 
ecap.net. ecap.net. And uh, you can put in there uh, SWAT radio or SWAT and uh, get yourself a book. I'm going to be getting a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julie, it's been a, been a pleasure having you on, Jeff. Thanks for the introduction. I, um, I want to kind of close out uh, just by, Jeff, I'm going to have you close this out in prayer in just a minute. But um, as, we, as we go out and uh, you think of the, the many people who may be listening to this, um, Jeff, you're in, the, you're in the throes of raising kids. Julie, are you past that now? Are you still doing that at home? Uh, I'm nearing the end. We've got one more left. So. Now, if I understand correctly, you and your husband foster kids. Y'all 